0: You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode five. This is the episode where Darren and I will wrap up the import and performance nationals and tell you all the fun things we did while we were there. So let's get revved up.
1: Hello, Cubers. This is episode five. Darren is with you tonight. And Holly. Welcome back. So glad to have you with us. And we are starting to build that fan base. We have actually some Patreon members as well as a new subscriber just as we sat down in the studio this evening. So thank you to everyone who is uh, beginning to engage and follow us and subscribe. It means a lot. Thank you very, very much. And for those that are downloading or listening for the first time, love to have you back. Thank you again.
0: And we ask that everybody that listens, please go on to iTunes, download, subscribe, and rate and review our podcast so that even more people can find us. That's the way it works on iTunes. So the more people talk about it, the more people can find it when they do a search. So we really want people to know about Carlisle and, and all that there is to do here. So please make sure to rate and review on
1: iTunes. That's a really good point, Holly, in the sense that in our business, podcasting, the very kindest compliment that you can pay is just that, to, to rate and review and to, to go out and, and to make comments on iTunes. So very good points. Thanks for raising that.
0: And I, our website is live now, carsofcarlisle.com. Yes, it is. Um, we have at Instagram or Instagram at Carls of Carlisle. We have our Twitter account up.
1: And want we'll to do a special shout out to Scott Fickus. He's been a big help with our media specialist. and He's in- our
0: social media guy.
1: <laughs> As we're all working our day jobs, appreciate his help.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about. This was your first time actually on the show field. We talked, of course, about the auction back in the spring and what right. have you, but these, this being the first true show of the season, we registered our BRZ, we went on, went through the guest registration, went through the front gate, and uh, just maybe share something with the, our listeners some of your initial thoughts.
0: Um, well, I see that it rained, just like everybody <laughs> yes. says, right? Yes. Yeah, it's the car show weather. Um, it was really interesting. And I honestly didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, being in the construction business and construction equipment, rather. And going to the big trade shows where you see all this brand new construction equipment and stuff, I think I was expecting more from a manufacturer's perspective. So, Mm -hmm. like when we knew we were going to Japan or South Korea, like I was expecting like manufacturers to be there as opposed to individual people bringing their cars. That to me was really fascinating. Like the the fact that, yeah, the fact that there's so many people that just want to come and share their love of, their own car mm-hmm. and, um, you know, seeing everybody baby it after they set it up, you know, it was, it was nasty. It was muddy. It was grassy. It was wet, but people would park their car and immediately get out their rags and all their mm-hmm. product and try and make it look nice and shine it up. And their significant
1: other, or maybe it was with young families. All, kids would all be out working. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everybody was working on it just to take pride in their vehicles. Um So that was a really, cool thing that I I didn't expect and didn't really know uh, what to expect. So I thought that was pretty neat.
1: Excellent. Well, I would say that uh, that's one of the things that we've often said about the car business, the car hobby, are the people. And you know, many an individual would be working on their rims or uh, whatever they might be doing just to get the car ready for showing and and, uh, judging. And it means a lot to be able to just ask them their story or how long they've worked on. There's thousands and thousands of hours invested in these cars and, and tens of thousands of dollars, lots of uh, sleepless nights, I'm sure. And it means a lot to these individuals to be able to share that with the world. And I have such unbelievable respect for those that can do that. I, I don't have that hyper-mechanical confidence that some have as far as being able to do their own metal work and uh, all their own modifications. That's incredibly, uh, incredibly impressive.
0: I thought um, it was just, for me, I think as a humble, you know, person who might own a car, right? Like, I feel like nobody wants to talk to me about my car. Like, why would anybody want to talk to me about my car? And seeing people standing around, I don't know. The whole thing was just interesting to me to be like people were standing and people would come by and there's always someone that's interested in what you've done to your car. Mm-hmm. There's somebody out there who is doing that same thing or didn't know that could be done and, and they see you doing it to your car and they're like, oh, tell me about that. How did you do that? And mm-hmm. how long did it take? And how much did it cost? And I just never realized that this was such a a culture and it really did give me such a greater appreciation for our tagline which is the car community car culture mm-hmm. um because it really made me realize that's what this is all about it you know and it's it's sharing and best practices and just the well, love of the hobby how
1: about the Citroen seminar we walked past
0: yeah that was so cool it was just everyday guys all sitting around all the Citroen owners mm-hmm. and Citroen Citroen, C- Citroen yeah um, that were all just sitting around and talking about parts, and they had some parts out on the table, and mm-hmm. you know, and they were just kind of
1: restoration facts and chewing challenges. the fat, yeah. yeah.
0: Just what, yeah, what are the challenges, and where do you find things? And it was really intriguing. It's a
1: the fact that prior to the internet, that's really all you had you had uh, JC Whitney catalog and, and certain publications and books, and, and a lot of it was word of mouth, you had a share through your car club, or you would glean knowledge through others. Uh, The the Internet has certainly given us a worldwide, no pun intended, but (laughs) a global perspective of more information that you can get on parts and and whatever it might be, VIN number research. But truly, it all still comes back to the people. And I think that, as you saw, a lot of car clubs represented everything from uh, Datsun, Nissan, Infinity. Uh, Volvo, Saab, Peugeot, BMW so it's it's these clubs it's that sense of belonging and you're right with our business and Cars of Carlisle it's the community side of things that we want to we want to promote Carlisle as a community and a home away from home for all of our friends that come multiple times a year or even just once a year but also those car owners that live in this central Pennsylvania Cumberland Valley area those that are the locals and this is this is about more than just the car shows too it's about the people that live here and love their cars and we've we saw that we have there's a cruise night happening every wednesday night we've talked about taking our car down maybe yeah, occasionally. yeah so. that's
0: awesome so i think one of the things that i found the most fun was about the uh the passport i know we talked about this ahead of time in our our pre-show um and I felt like I was going to be the big nerd that was the only person out there doing this, but it was everybody was doing it. It was very cool. Uh, it was just a page in the program that uh, you would go to. I page think it was page thirty-five, right? Page, yep, page thirty-five, and I think it was eight countries. Is that right? Right, I think
1: we we figured it was USA, Japan, United Germany, Kingdom.
0: yep, Germany, United Kingdom, France, South Korea, Sweden, Sweden.
1: Well, I showed my nerd. Then whenever we would go to each of the, the I guess of the check-in points, it's kind of what we joked was, I like, felt like the amazing race because we're running through the muddy, sloshy ground, and okay, let's get over to Sweden now. Now we gotta get our UK stamp and all that. But
0: well, yeah, because it, it was, it was, it was very amazing race, like because they had um, those stand-up flags mm, the that would go. tell you where the check-ins were. And so once we would get one stamp, we were looking around, okay, where's the next one? Where's the next one? And then we'd say, okay, we see Japan. So let's look at all the Subarus on our way through Japan to get to the checkpoint Mm -hmm. and then move on to the next one. And so it was, it was really neat. It was, we definitely were on a quest, Mm -hmm. right. To get all the stamps, but at the same time we did look at the different cars and it was an educational experience for me. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know what all the cars, what country they're all from, but um, but I really enjoyed it and, and they weren't all, like I was saying earlier about the whole manufacturer thing, they weren't all new.
1: No. Well, there were some marks there that no longer are exist. Well, or even available in the U S such as you learned with Germany with opal opal. Yeah. I and mean, not everyone is aware of that. And yeah. that was an awareness type of thing that you, you were able to, uh, even the, citrones citrons and, and how I showed you the, the shape with the rear skirt and the hidden, you know, rear Wheels, essentially. Very odd or very unique look, if you will. Edit.
0: Dare I say ugly?
1: No. <laughs> Edit. Citroen with their very unique style. <laughs> but uh, absolutely. it uh, Exposure to cars that you normally wouldn't see just driving through town.
0: Were the Citroens ever sold here? Or did you have to get one from France?
1: That we'll have to research.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I just... I was surprised. I've never heard of it. Um, but obviously, people have them because they brought them here. Well, sure.
1: And they can be imported in. But I don't I don't personally know of any Citroën dealerships when I lived in New York or even yeah. in this area.
0: We'll do some research on that and get back to you guys yes. so we can tell you for sure because I love to research. She's very um, good at it, too. So, so anyway, we did this whole passport thing. And then at the end, we took the passport to the guest services and... I was really shocked by the prize. It was a really neat prize. It was a pint glass mm-hmm. that had the logo for this year's IPN show. Um, and it was really cool. So yeah. I'm excited to have that in my collection of glasses at home. And you earned it. Yeah, yeah, because my boots are muddy. That's for sure. I earned it. But that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And shout out to Cars of Car- or Carlisle Events for doing such a great job with the passport idea.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the events that we, you and I, the day, well, we had planned days prior, but then we re-looked at our schedule and everything to, we wanted to get accomplished in our visit on Saturday in particular. I knew that I wanted to see the uh, the drift limbo, which was new for 2018. Right. And that went,
0: Ed talked about uh, in yes, our pre-show. Exactly.
1: And we got to see Ed B working, working the pylons down on the autocross course. Yep. Talked with him later at the uh, rolling exhaust competition, but... I was definitely impressed. It was a crowd uh, crowd pleaser. We were up on the hill. At a couple of points, we were t- moving our position, but we were standing on top of the uh, the risers, the
0: grandstand, or no, the track risers, the bleachers.
1: Yes, we were standing on the back of the, the bleachers to get our best point of view and had our GoPro camera, of which we'll try and get some video out there on the Patreon page as well as for our subscribers. But really impressed it came down to two vehicles a purpose-built pickup uh, that was uh, doing very very well and then a bmw 3 series that had been in an, an awful garage fire
0: could you just for my own benefit i've heard you talk about it and i heard people talking about it at the show but i don't know what that means to say it's purpose-built
1: purpose-built means that that truck is not intended to go up and down the street it is not street legal Uh, it is not meant to do multiple things the only reason that truck was modified in its existence essentially was for a single purpose so the purpose-built reason is for drifting and in doing so they would have put a highly modified engine in would have had the rear end very lightened and making sure that it would uh, actually drift and control very very well so that truck is not intended to go out and do any kind of uh, road courses or drag strip, it is meant to be drifted. And it's okay. meant to be driven sideways, essentially.
0: Interesting. Because I I, I I kind of deduced that, mm-hmm. that it was built just for drifting, but I had no idea what that meant. If like that what anyway. how it needed right. to be modified or, you may You may say know. it's a
1: purpose-built rock crawler, which is right. that Jeep or that Toyota could be... Uh, Really not intended for anything else. It's meant to go low and slow and up and over rocks. And yeah. it, it, you wouldn't want to take it down the highway. It probably wouldn't even be street legal. So it's
0: even down to the engine is modified. Yeah, everything is that's
1: for that single unique purpose. Wow.
0: That's really interesting. Okay. So I, I digress. No, so we had the truck and then we had the, the BMW. Yeah, and
1: the, it was the BMW that won. And uh, they did, as you remember, a couple of victory laps, which were very impressive. Yeah, smoke-filled
0: burnouts.
1: Yes, a lot of a lot of tire smoke, but that was uh, that was really cool. I enjoyed it. That was a true highlight for me.
0: That was. That was really fun. I think next year we need to get better seats. Better seats. It was, and... it was hard to see the whole track, it was. for sure. Um, And it seemed like the part where they were doing the most drifting was sort of on the front end of the track, which mm-hmm. was the part we had a hard time right. seeing from the top row. So, and these are things we're learning. Yeah.
1: For you, our fans, we are going to be able to year after year, season after season, be able to say, if you go to the north end of the the field or wherever, this is the best place. We want to be able to give you inside information so that as you come to Carlisle, you feel like you're armed with some some good data, some good tactics. Yes, the tricks. Exactly. Well, I know we walked through all the display buildings and uh, we each had favorite cars. Yours happened to not be in a building, so let's... I'll just jump in real quick because your story is a lot more interesting. We didn't get to meet the owner of my favorite car. It was an orange Lamborghini Inventador. And, of course, with the scissor doors and everything, I was fascinated by it. It was behind a, a velvet rope, if you will, so we couldn't get too close to it. But you know me, I love Lamborghinis. But I, I think that our listeners would like to hear the story behind your very favorite car of the weekend.
0: So, mine was an Alexis LC500 in ultra-white. We were walking down the Subaru Mm -hmm. lane in Japan. And, yeah, so when you're comparing... Alexis to the supercars that we saw, saw in building Y, which is where your Aventador was. And four
1: GT and,
0: mm-hmm. It just feels like it shouldn't be like this magnificent car, but my word, it was a beautiful car. And the closer we got, mm. the more I just fell in love with it. It you was had it idling and it was just purring. Yes. It was so, so quiet and talking to the owner and finding out that he was able to custom set everything like what it sounded like when it was idling and what it sounded like when it was driving. I mean, it was just
1: fascinating. Well, that was Brian Tobias. Yes. Who made a new friend that day. Yep. They had lived in Toronto. His son actually was going to school, uh, just graduated from college. Correct. And they moved to, I believe it was Coconut Creek, Florida. Yep. And he said to his son, part of a graduation gift, right? Yeah. Because this is a 2018 and he barely has, I think, Three 4,000 miles in the car.
0: Yeah, he said half of it was just
1: coming up here from mm-hmm. Florida. Um, oh, I'm sorry, but go back to your, about how they were going to that rainstorm.
0: Oh, right, right. So they came up from Florida. They actually drove it up, which, again, is something else I kind of liked. It's it's a human car, right? It's a car that people like to drive. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be totally babied and... Trailered. Trailered mm-hmm. and all that. Um, so they drove it up from Florida, and um, he said they ran into this really heavy rainstorm, and... Um, I think they couldn't see and, and they ended up pulling out the owner's manual, I think, to see if there was any tricks or anything that they could use to try and help them get through the weather. And sure enough, he stumbled upon the fact that this was an autonomous driving car and he had no idea that that was one of the features he had gotten. Um, so,
1: and he did say that he had done some research in the, um, Talked to, I guess, through email or whenever, the designer. Yes. And found out exactly how he would order it. So he did it in that ultra white with the red Alcantara. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Brian said to both of us that he ordered every single feature, option. feature yep. option that Lexus would offer. So yeah. it was fully, fully loaded.
0: And, and so loaded, he didn't even know what it had, right? right? Like it was so loaded, he wasn't even sure what all he had. So um. So anyway, he ended up having it auto drive for 500 miles. Mm-hmm. And it was he, – he said that he could, he could not see out the window. So to put the car in an auto and it controlled the gas, it controlled the steering and everything. And that's pretty amazing. And that was a really neat thing too. So I was already in love. <laughs> and then he said that and I was like, oh, boy, I think I need one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so – we're going to have to fight over whether we're going to buy a Lambo or a Lexus LC500 someday. Right. But um, so, yeah, that was a really neat story. Brian was a great guy. Um,
1: so to Brian and, and um, Brandon, hope you guys had a very safe trip back to Coconut Creek. So good to, uh, to see your car, to talk with you and make new friends. And when you're back next year, we will be back around. Hope yeah, to, we'll uh, see you. Hope to see you then. Great. Well, I really enjoyed, if we're talking, coming off of the whole limbo discussion, the low-car limbo, and this wasn't, of course, the first year for that, but interesting how we, we got to grab a seat in the grandstand, we watched the final contestants, the winner of which was a, a Fiat X19, and uh, we actually had a chance to congratulate him just as he drove from the grandstand over to his, uh, his spot in Italy. Yeah, we
0: a big trophy. And, yeah, you reached out and shook his hand and he was so generous and great guy. and gracious that he allowed us to do a quick interview with him just to hear a little bit about his story. And uh, so yeah, we just wanna share that with you guys so you can hear about our new friend and the winner of the the low car limbo.
1: Let's go to that. Here's Brian.
0: Alright, uh, my name is Brian Benson. I live here in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. I'm the chapter president for uh, Fiat Club of America for Central PA. Um, I acquired my uh, 86 X19 Dart Tony from uh, Damon Royal Kane. That's why I have a tribute to him. He passed away from ALS. He's the one who restored this car. Um, he was a lifetime member almost 25 years, almost 30 years actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and he passed away about mm, three years ago, four years ago. Wow. I bought the car from him and I've been maintaining it ever since. Uh, I've been doing the low car limbo now for well this will be our third year. Oh oh, that's awesome third, I keep placing third. This is your year.
1: This was my year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my year. So it's a great time. We have a great time out here at Carlisle.
0: I loved hearing that he and his wife Candy were Carlisle residents because so many people come from all over the country and the world in some cases for these shows. And it was really neat just to know that they're local natives and paying tribute to their friend who passed away with yes. ALS. Yes. Um, and I hated that we, we cut our, our feed a little bit too short because he gave us some more information about himself that was really interesting too. And I know, Darren, you wanted to share a little bit about that.
1: Yes. And I, I will take responsibility for that. I, I was jumping uh, back and forth in that interview. But I wanted to thank Brian for his years of service and to Candy too, because a spouse uh, to anyone serving in our armed forces is every bit as uh, critical to that, committed. that commitment, yes. yes. But uh, thank you to, to Brian Benson for his 22 years with the United States Navy. He earned the rank of E8 as a uh, senior chief and actually did most of his time on board submarine. So I really have a lot of respect for His service and want to thank him for over two decades given to uh, protecting our country
0: and Brian we were just happy this was your year 2018 you got to win your low-car limbo so congrats to Brian again top of the podium so one of the other things we got to do before we uh, took off was the drifting and autocross we got to see just some plain drifting Mm -hmm. and some autocross going on at the track again uh, that was a lot of fun
1: yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that that autocross track is down over the hill towards the turnpike, but uh, what a great little course, it gives the opportunity to those that come to these shows, uh, as long as they have a helmet, they have uh, proof of insurance and uh, valid license and what have you, that they can take their, their car out, but even if it's one they drove 500, 600,000 miles here and they can, they can take it through this uh, autocross, autocross course uh, through the paces but what I of course enjoyed seeing is the car control being able to drift and, and uh, handle everything so easily and so well some truly adept drivers and it was great to see their skill set I know that you and I also had a, had big smiles on our face over between gate 6 and 5 for the rolling exhaust right?
0: How fun, yes. And I am, as everybody knows, still learning. So for me, just trying to understand what the heck a rolling exhaust was was uh I didn't even know what that meant.
1: So describe it in your in your words.
0: Yeah, so it was basically a um I'm gonna call it like a three tenths of a mile kind of track, um, where they they get up to speed and then there's cones that mark um where the judging happens right so there's two cones that mark when you're passing through there that's when you really want to rev up and get your exhaust going and then when there's the next two cones that's when you sort of decelerate Mm -hmm. and then of course there's like a barrier to help you know when to stop so that Mm -hmm. you can slow down enough um and so the idea is just to get your exhaust as loud, I guess, as you can mm-hmm. as you're going through those two marked cones. Um, so it's a rolling exhaust because you're in motion, not Correct. just revving in place. That's an
1: excellent explanation. That's it. I couldn't have done any better. It's perfect.
0: Great. So, uh, so yeah. And I
1: We're got both a videoed. And- yeah,
0: we, we got lots of video. We got some audio. Um, and I got to tell you, I, I really... To me, every exhaust always sounded the same before this event and before I really got into cars. But um, I definitely found that by the end of this, I was able to sort of discern, I think that's a healthy exhaust, and right. that it, one's not so good. We well, could tell
1: when an engine was missing on a cylinder or two. And...
0: Well, I don't know if I knew that part, but okay. I could tell if it didn't sound good. Yes, but you did. were the one to tell if the engine was... But
1: you, did, you knew when something sounded healthy. That yes. Was, that was impressive. Yes. So.
0: And then there was the diesel uh <laughs> volvo yeah <laughs> yeah the dark diesel sleepers, smoke and I mean, yeah there were definitely some sleepers more than
1: one grocery getter
0: yes i love the way you call them grocery the getters. station wagons yes which was pretty
1: impressive yeah but we saw some great uh some great vehicles in fact uh started off with i believe 20 cars and then they narrowed it down to 10.
0: no they narrowed it to eight it was supposed to be oh, 10 yes, and they yes. ended up making it just eight
1: and so we might pause here to say that uh other podcasters with the judge panel we at cars of Carlisle would certainly be open to being that next year. Yes. I know that uh, you are now a good fan of uh, a great sounding exhaust system. Yes. Yes. We're about at the end of our, our time. Anything that you wanted to, I know we have Ford nationals coming up. We've of course being former Mustang owners and your dad being a former Ford uh, sales guy will definitely be there. And, uh, be representing all these great shows. But any closing thoughts, particularly for those that may not have been or weren't raised or grew up being car nuts that you can share with them as saying, hey, I've been to a car show now. You talked a little bit about it at the top of our podcast about people and the community and the culture. But any other closing thoughts that you'd like to share with our fans?
0: Um, I just would say that I really enjoyed seeing the passion that people share um in in this one common goal and and hobby with with cars and i think it's just it's kind of uh for somebody that's outside of this it's really i hate to be all hokey and mushy and say touching but it is it's touching to see that there's something that can be this common thread between all walks of life i mean there's people there from young to old and you know, rich to poor and it's just people that love cars and it was really kind of neat to see that and, um, for people to be able to share experiences and it's not even a competition, you know, people aren't, um, trying to keep people from being better than them. It's not about right. that. It's just right. everybody's trying to be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. I thought it was a very uplifting kind of experience. So it was very positive in my mind.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. For me, I, I would say thank you to our Friends at Carlisle events. It was amazing to see Diane Vaughn when I went in to get our our Dash um, Placard so that we could go on onto the show field and talk to her about doing an interview for her final season for uh, talking with Ed Bozeski at the Rolling Exhaust competition as he was setting up for that, meeting great new people like Brian and Candy Benson here in our own backyard, and perhaps we'll see them at a local cruise in to meet uh, some really neat individuals like Brian and his son Brandon, the fact that those two gentlemen will have the memory of driving from Florida to Carlisle. And then they actually met up with friends that came down from Toronto.
0: From their firm, former hometown. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So just these reunion of, of good people and good friends. And uh, I would agree with you, Holly, that it's the the car community. And I feel so privileged and blessed to, to be able to be part of this podcast with you and to all of our listeners you are what make this so much fun, and the success of it will never stop thanking you. You, you are the, the threat of this, and, and this is your podcast. We just happen to host it each week. But uh, this is many more shows to go this season. Looking forward to each and every one of those. Keep coming back and checking the podcast. Cars of Carlisle is here for you. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up by saying drive well.
0: And be well.
1: Take care.